0: You are listening to season four of Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast. I'm Kimberly Evans, and I'm so happy you are here. After planning events and working in the marketing industry with so many incredible clients and entrepreneurs for almost 20 years, along with personally experiencing hardship in life and business, I've discovered how powerful our mindset and purpose is in creating a life of joy and celebration while having a whole lot of fun along the way. Join me with a coffee or cocktail as I connect with inspiring leaders, entrepreneurs, tastemakers, and extraordinary people as they share their journey in life and business and how they are striving to live a life of purpose. Your fears and beliefs in yourself will be transformed as you work towards creating the best version of yourself from the inside out. You're in good company. Cheers to Celebrating Simple Life. Today on Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, I'm talking with Christine Marie, owner of Owasa's Boutique, an online children's boutique. As a Filipino Indigenous mom of two, she launched Awasa's Boutique, which means child in Cree, as the first Indigenous-inspired baby and kids fashion shop in Western Canada. After seeing a gap of Indigenous-inspired clothing for babies and kids on the market in Canada, she set out to fill this gap, to not only provide little ones with fashion pieces that connect them with their language and culture, but to also educate others about the Indigenous culture. With no formal business training, she has worked hard to grow her business from the ground up, She was a CBC Top 40 Under 40 finalist in 2019 and now has a selection of her products made with authentic Indigenous-themed fabric prints that she has designed herself. You can find her goods online and in the Wanuskewin gift shops, Ready, Set, Baby, Groovy Mama shop, and more. Join us as we chat all about how being an Indigenous-inspired business means so much more to her than just a business. She's setting out to do her part at revitalizing the Indigenous language, intentional education about culture, giving back to organizations that support babies and families, and act on the calls of reconciliation by engaging in relationships and business partnerships with non-Indigenous people. This is such an incredible conversation, so tune in.
1: Hello, Christine. How are you? I am well. And you? I'm well. I am so delighted
0: to have you on the show today. Thank you. Me as well. I look forward to the day that we can meet in person in our sweet little city. (laughs) Uh, A big shout out for that. Hey, <laughs> some someday. Um, but for now, I am just delighted to connect with you because I have followed you on Instagram for a little while and have just seen the amazing, uh, the amazing work that you are doing in your business and the way that you are representing and the way that you're the mama to your sweet little boys. And you're just, you're doing a lot of great things. And I feel like so often as I'll put us women in a category. We feel like I've heard this from so many where you feel like maybe what you're doing, you like wonder what it's all about, right? You like are like, I'm putting all this out there. It's a lot of work running a business. It's a lot of work being a mom and (laughs) all the things that come with it. And I just love being able to share stories of, uh, people who are just showing up. They're Mm. just showing up. And that's what I feel like I've seen from you. And I'm just so excited to hear uh, the background of your story and where you've come from to um, shine a light to my listeners who maybe haven't been able to stumble across your beautiful business yet. (laughs) Sounds good. So I would love to hear your background. Tell me about how, where you've come from and how you've gotten started and what led you to where you are today.
1: Okay, well... uh Um, I did grow up in Saskatoon. Uh, I actually, I have an ed degree, so I was teaching for a few years. My teaching areas are home ec and native studies. And, um, yeah, I was able to teach for a few years and then I was a stay at home mama. So I was fortunate to be able to stay home with my boys for about five years. And then the time came that I had to start going back to work, but I wasn't ready to jump in full time. Um, and I just wasn't ready to go back to teaching. Uh, there's a lot of planning, you know, that goes along with that. And I just, I really wanted to take, I guess, some baby steps into it. Uh, so I never had a desire to start a business. Um, it was just one of those things that I feel like a lot of other women find themselves in is just sort of this pivot in life and you just have to go with your heart. And I knew that there was a lack of indigenous baby and kids clothing out there, just, from shopping for my own boys mm-hmm. I remember I wanted to show them some bibs but going into the local fabric stores I just asked like do you have any indigenous themed prints and they were like oh no we don't we just we have like arrows and you know that was really what was out there at the time and that was like eight nine years ago and so you know I had that always in the back of my mind of hmm, you know one day I would love to see more of you know that representation for little ones and then you know, as I was thinking about what to do, I, I started doing some research and, I uh, found that there was no such thing within Western Canada. There had been, um, others doing adult and youth clothing, but there was nothing for baby and kids. So it was sort of that, aha, this is, this is the direction that I, I want to go.
0: I love that. I feel, I love when there's, I mean, because that's often how it is in business, right? Regardless of, it's usually something's not there that I wished existed. And now I'm either going to do nothing about it, or I'm going to do something about it, depending on one's personality. (laughs) Fully, fully. Yes. I love that. So how then, how then did you kind of decide, like, you have this cool idea, you know that it matters to you. What was your next step then in actually like turning that from, out of
1: letting it spill out of your brain and into the world <laughs> right oh my gosh I'll say this it's you know I think some people have this um this idea that oh when you start your business that you know you, you just it's just the smooth road you know you just dive in and and, and no <laughs> that's not the- <laughs> imagine the opposite of any smooth road <laughs> but, but I feel like he is consistency is You know, if this is something, you know, that you're supposed to do, you just little by little, you just keep taking that step and you just keep taking that. And that's exactly what I had to do because I had never started a business before. I did not know how to start a website because I knew I wanted to do e-commerce at the time thinking, okay, well, I can work when my kids are sleeping, um, when they're napping, you know, that was sort of the plan and just make this work. Um, So that was sort of the first few steps was... You know, getting a website up and running, and then starting to connect with suppliers. Like, you know, I wanted to sew some stuff, but then I also wanted to have onesies and t-shirts for little ones that had some of their language on there. Mm. And so, looking for suppliers and which products to use. Like, it was, it was sort of this whole, you know, um, just uh, just I guess a few months of researching and finding finding out all the things that I needed and just, you know, put it together to launch it. That's amazing. Well, and it's all
0: of those. And I think that's sort of ultimately the business strategy for, for all of eternity then, right? Like you're always, there's always these like, oh, now this has come up. So what are we going to do about this? And now this has come up. Like it's always as baby steps, but I know for myself, I am not what you would call a patient person. So you want it all done tomorrow, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Understandable. Sure.
0: Totally. Well, and it's those, and it's hard to sometimes see like the light at the end of the tunnel when you're in those first stages of baby steps, especially because let's be honest, even if you own your own business, which we can be as passionate as we are about what we're doing at the end of the day, a business means you're making money. If you're not making money, it's a hobby, right? Which is perfectly
1: fine as well. (laughs) That's exactly it. It's really identifying. That's right. Like what is your, your, what's, yeah, what's that end goal for you? Is this something where you do have to bring in money because you have to pay for bills? You got to buy diapers. You got to, you know, all us have time for self-care. And, you know, so you're right. You really, you, once you identify that, then I feel like that really helps you as you sort of set everything else in motion. Absolutely. So once you got
0: yourself, once you started these baby steps and got yourself launched and you got your website up and you like slowly were like delving into the products you were going to carry and that kind of thing. How did you find, um, how did you find you sort of, I guess, connected with others in, cause that's what I always feel is sort of one of the pieces that's really essential in growing a business, right? Like you can't just sit behind your computer and hope for people to send orders in, right? Which is sometimes maybe I think what people think happens. <laughs> oh,
1: for sure. You know, um, I think what had really helped me is I did a launch party, like a mini launch party with, uh, some close friends and family, uh, to- sort of celebrate the occasion and get the word out. And then there was just a few other local media outlets that uh, jumped on board and heard about it and really spread the word. So it was really um, a warm welcome from the get-go, which I'm so grateful for. And, um, you know, just that that marketing that just for any, you know, entrepreneur or, what, or when you have a cause, when they have to get it out there, that's just um, one of the best ways you can support, yes. um, you know, business right and so that you know really helped to make some connections in the community and then I also sent out some emails uh, I I knew there were some retailers that I wanted to partner up with and want to stay with being one of them and so I just sent out some emails to the, the managers and saying hey this is my business this is what I'll offer let me know if you'd want to collaborate and within that first year um you know there was 10 partnerships that began and wow just so neat to see that sometimes, you know, you just have to ask because you never know what will come out of it. Oh, I love that you said that.
0: I have had so many conversations, more so even in this last year, maybe. I don't know if it's just because we've all had to kind of rethink pretty much everything in our whole entire lives in this past year, let alone trying to like run a business. But I've had this conversation so many times and I've been guilty of this too, where there's times where I know that I need or want something in order to get to the next step in my business. Mm -hmm. But there's this, it's like, there's this innate, like in the back of my head, this same this feeling that's just like, oh, it's okay. You can just do it yourself. Like, it's okay. You don't need to ask. You shouldn't ask for help. Where I've tried to listen to, not listen to that more and to go ahead and be like, yeah, I do need help. We all do. And just yeah. ask. Yeah. That's just it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And it's amazing how when you do, because so often I think it's easy to assume that, mm. Even our family and our friends, let's say, people who you maybe are talking about this to regularly or who know what it is that you do, it's easy for even them to not fully actually understand what they could do to help support you or for people, unless you actually ask for it to be like, you know what? Sales are down or I need, I put an ask out recently um, out on and I was nervous to do it, but I put an ask out because I've started um, advertising on the podcast. Yeah, I was super nervous to put it out there. Cause, but most people were like, I didn't even know that's something that needed to happen. And I was like, well, you don't actually make money doing this unless you have people that want to advertise to your listeners, right? Like podcasting is not a business. <laughs> it's not a business unless you make it a business, you know? Yeah. Um, and I want to be able to keep sharing these beautiful stories and I want to keep on showing up and I want to do that, but it takes a lot of time, effort, and energy. And in order for that to keep happening, people got to come on board, you know, and they don't know that unless you ask. That's exactly it. I love that you touched on that. So you got these cool partnerships. I love that you have your stuff out at Wanuskaya and that's such a great, like you're totally right. And I mean, it's interesting from not being an indigenous person to you looking out for these types of things. I love that you were just seeing the need of what wasn't there and are like, hey world, here I am, this needs to be here. Yes, absolutely. That's beautiful and such a great message for your boys like to see their mama, like, just like, I feel like that with my daughters too. It's like one of those things where I think as, as moms, you often have this, like, Oh, am I working too much? Am I not working enough? Am I, you know, like you just question all of your, just all of your decisions. Like, are my kids going to be in therapy when they're older? Cause I haven't done my job, you know? Yeah. But they see it. They're watching you. And so often my kids will say stuff where I'm like, it's not even stuff we've really talked about, but stuff that they're just observing where they'll be like, Hey mom, like you're working really hard this week or something. Like how's work going for you? Where this actually started, like they're old enough to just ask these questions now. And I'm like, okay, like they're really understanding that it's like, it's a lot to grow up and to
1: (laughs) adult. Oh my goodness. 100% 100% and I feel like because my little ones were literally there you know from the get-go yes uh you drop-offs uh you know they were there with me in the vehicle and and uh, you know the the excitement and the joy of they were helping to you know put some of the tags together and just you know have them being a part of it as well I felt was really important and yes of course I mean they can't be part of it all the time and you know sometimes his mom is like oh okay I'll just yes. do it myself <laughs> but, but the, Definitely, you know, opportunities that I thought were just so important that they, yeah, they just weren't watching it, but they were also a part of it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that made it extra special too. That's amazing. So where,
0: as you put together the collections and the items that you choose to um, feature in your business, where does your inspiration come from? Like where, where do you decide, okay, this is a product we're going to sell versus no, we're not doing that. We're going to do this instead. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good
1: question. Um, I feel like, you know, from the, the, the get go, it was just some of my favorite pieces about my culture, Mm. uh, some of the symbolism, um, and the colors. And uh, like I said, some of the, just words, you know, from the language. Uh, so I feel like because, you know, every culture is so rich and so deep, but, you know, because I was Indigenous, I knew that there was so much in there that needed to be shared to the world. And just given, you know, our, um, our, our difficult past with events here in our country, it just was so heartwarming to be able to share the culture in this way and have little ones right from the get go be exposed to that and uh you know it's just there was yeah that that definitely was in the thought process of some of the designs and then also customers customers have some of the best ideas and it's so awesome to hear what they have to say and when they you know can be a part of it like I feel like for you know any entrepreneur if you're able to include them in it um, that's a very good thing you know to do because um, it just makes it more of this village you know that you are doing this together absolutely that's really great well
0: yeah I just I think that inspiration shows up every, I find for myself like there not a day goes by where I'm either not, doing something or going somewhere or reading something or seeing something where I'm like, Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, we yeah. should do that, you know, like it's like this ongoing, there's like too many ideas, not enough hours.
1: <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Oh, well, and the
0: day, the day that we are able to gather again, I love that you started out with a launch party. Like you're speaking my language girl. Like this is exactly what, <laughs> this is what I live for being able to just, being able to bring people together to those were some of the last events actually that I had prior to COVID were some small business launch parties um, where, oh, I can still just like feel that energy in the room. And it wasn't that there was like, it wasn't a room of hundreds of people. This is like small groups. This is your close people. People were pre-launching some of their products for existing businesses and just wanted to be like, you know what? There doesn't need to be a reason to throw a party. We're just going to get together. And I have a few new things I want to show you. And hey, I haven't seen you in a while. This would be a really great reason to come together. And I cannot even wait. Like right. the parties That are going to be thrown are going to be so epic. Yes. Oh gosh. Yes, girl. That's so. Yeah. Oh man. I'm like, just like my brain's just like
1: thinking right now, like, whoo, this is going to be good. Yes. Oh my You know, some of us have been joking about just like, look out because I'm going to hug like every single one of you. So like,
0: (laughs) if if you you don't need to stay away, it's going (laughs) to be aggressive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. So Have you had certain things from, like you talked about your, you talked about your culture and you talked about your past and you talked about things that you're wanting to just to bring a fresh, a fresh feeling to the cultural pieces that you're able to bring forward so that these little babies get to start, not just babies, but you know, the young people get to start in a world where there's positivity and, um, positivity towards your culture and positivity towards, um, how they get to show up in the world and so much has happened in the past. And in these last few years, as so many more things are coming to the surface and come and being spoken out loud about not that they haven't, they've always been there, but that it's, being spoken out loud about and speaking from somebody who wants to learn more and know more and be better and be more understanding. I could cry just thinking about this because I just, I think that the way that you're showing up is just so beautiful. Sorry, Mm -hmm. I'm like getting super emotional about this. And I'm just, I was so excited about this conversation with you because I want to bring attention to places and to the hard corners to the hard dark corners that people don't want to talk about that can be that where the light can get in so that we can actually have conversations and I can understand you and you can understand me and we can
1: be better because of it yes yes yeah absolutely and and I feel like yeah I mean you said it, like, even, you know, in this last year, there has just been a lot of tension um, all across the world, but um, just a lot more awareness, I think, for issues that have been going on for centuries. Mm-hmm. But it's like, there's this race that's always been there, but maybe now we have these social platforms that we can use. And it seems, and I'm hopeful, that more and more people are listening.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and then, you know, developing healthy relationships because that's that's just that's the truth that we're never going to fully all agree but I feel like you know some of these hard conversations they have to happen and that's you know another I guess message within my brand is is developing these relationships for reconciliation mm-hmm. and so one of the that I I do that is create collaborations with people that are not Indigenous because I feel like it's so important Um, It's, you know, just coming together and then sharing this with the rest of the world, showing that, hey, like we've we've done this um, and we want to share this with you in hopes that you can be inspired by it as well. And, you know, continue on in your calls of reconciliation Mm -hmm. with those around you. I love that. I really love that. That's so beautiful. And
0: I think you're right. Like the point isn't even... (laughs) The point isn't even necessarily that, that people have to agree on certain things. It's not really the point. And I think sometimes that that's where we get stuck in all areas of our life, right? Like there's just like, someone has to be right and somebody has to be wrong. And that's the only way that anybody can move forward when you're having a difficult conversation with anybody. Right. And it's just not really the way that life works human to human and being able to just be open to it and letting everyone live the way that they feel like they're showing up as their best selves. And I don't know, it's like one of those things, I think even within, even within business and even within women in business, like there's so many different things that can come up where there's these thoughts of like, well, how can I best support you? And what can we do? And it's almost just, someone told me this quote, I've I've shared this numerous times on the show, because it just always keeps coming back um, to my life. Someone shared this with me decades ago. And it is like, always in the back of my head of what somebody else thinks of you is none of your business. Hmm. And I feel like you can just pertain that to so many different situations where not that you don't, not that it's not okay to feel hurt or, um, like not that at all, but it actually isn't my business. What somebody else thinks about me. And if I can keep myself in that present moment of not getting caught up in that and can, be my own person and live in the way that feels we all know when we're not feeling our best or living our best or maybe done or said something that was either out of character or out of reaction or out of all those things and know how to make it
1: right (laughs) yes you know that is yes i feel like you know i was talking to someone else the other day too when we're saying like social media pros and cons you know to everything but um you know when you do have that platform sometimes you can say something and it, you know, it can be taken and, or like, and, and not, you know, and, and a new meaning is brought out of it. It's like, no, no, that wasn't my intent. Or the other thing is where some women that I've chatted with say, like, I'm scared to post certain things because of the reaction that would happen. And, and understandably, like, I mean, there are I mean, let's be honest, there are just no matter what, and I've encountered this as well, when I, you know, post about um, certain topics, say, you know, for an example, residential schools, and you'll have certain rude, rude comments that'll come back to you. And I, I just had to, I mean, you have to put those healthy boundaries in as well. Mm -hmm. because it's like there's one thing if you're both wanting to show up and have this conversation and gain some understanding and and listening but it's another thing if it's just you know your heads are gonna just keep button then it's like you know what this isn't healthy for either one of us you know the goal is to reconcile like a a healthy under you know understanding and relationship yeah um so yeah setting healthy boundaries i feel is that's another big thing. That's important. Oh,
0: it is a whole, whole nother episode. In fact, I did one a few episodes ago that was about boundaries and that's exactly it. Cause I think it's it, yeah. Like it's not about necessarily seeing out of eye, but that doesn't ever change the fact that every single conversation can still be respectful for but sure part that I have like really struggled with in this, in just, I mean, just being an adult in general, when yeah conversations and it doesn't matter what the topic is and obviously a lot of topics can every there's a lot of different sides and opinions about things and that's totally okay but it's when it's just not getting respectful and I think this is what what you talk about in our family a lot with with our kids with our girls whom when they're not getting along or they're like just having having a day with each other just they're not they're not out to get you Yeah, And I have to remind myself of that too. Like, I feel like that's like one of the pieces where we allow ourselves to be so reactive often Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. that's something that I have, I would say maybe even, especially in the last like two years has been something that for myself, I have really tried to work harder on and to be better on is unless the house is actually burning down, it doesn't actually need to be a fire, you know? Like, (laughs) So many things could just be taken less, like taken less. And it's okay to have feelings about these things, but it's our reactions to them that just so often get in the way of being able to have these respectful conversations and these pieces, because we tell ourselves a lot of stories in our heads that are just coming from our own selves, which we all do, right? Fully, Yes. Yes. That's that could be true. a whole other episode right there. The stories we tell ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. And I think if we can just have more of these conversations where it is coming from a place of just realizing that for the most part, I don't think there's most people that are living their lives, hoping to intentionally like have some be out to get somebody else, you know, that's not a healthy place to be coming from in life. And if you are doing that, that's just not really going to lead you to probably your greatest happiness either. And so if we can just be in our own, in our own way of feeling like we're showing up and we know we get those feelings in the pits of our stomach when we know that we're probably not in the right side of the the path and need to probably yeah. check ourselves. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Um, so what would you, what would you say like in regards to like representation for listeners that are listening today and are feeling like no matter what their background is, like that they are wanting to, they're wanting to show up, they're wanting to be heard and they're seeing someone strong like yourself, who is like taken the choice of, um, you're choosing to step out of the box, we'll call it, and you're yep. putting yourself out there, even if you're getting negative feedback, and even if things might turn controversial. You're showing up, and you're 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 putting your best self out there and proudly sharing what your truth is. What would you share with somebody who's hesitant
1: about? what might happen, what feedback might come back, you know? Wow. Yeah. Oh man. That's such a loaded, a good question. I mean, I feel like the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, you know, if once we get to the end of our time here on earth, um, you know, we don't want to ask ourselves like, Oh man, why didn't I, mm. why didn't I just, so I, I guess, you know, it's like, why not? Right. Why not? Oh you try it and if it fully doesn't work out there's still some kind of lesson. I always feel like there's always something to be learned. Yes. Um and, and 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 sure it's intimidating and scary and all of those feelings but why not?
0: I'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to let you in on the Well by Obama magazine. This is such a beautiful, beautiful, intentional slow living journal style magazine for everyone learning to slow down, hoping to connect, grow, find joy, peace and be fulfilled. It is a reuse, resourceful magazine. The purpose of this journal style magazine is to guide you in living a simplified and joyful lifestyle no matter the season you find yourself in. It contains scripture verse study prompts, recipes, lifestyle tips, journaling prompts, and a scrapbook session. Each issue of the journal can be revisited again and again as you seek to slow down. You will find words of encouragement and be able to savor the changing seasons in your life. Listen to the nudges as you are led to grow in abounding joy and peace in your life. For a limited time, you can pre-order and receive two of these amazing magazines for the price of one so that you can gift a friend and encourage them. For only $30, you receive two magazines. Peek your curiosity today and give this incredible magazine a chance. Now back to the show.
1: You know, and if you, you have questions or you're not sure, it's, you know, try and connect with a mentor or, or a support group that, that can understand you, um, that will be able to support you. And, and whether that's just a listening ear or whether that's, you know, say financial support, whatever it may be, I feel like you kind of said this before, is that no matter what journey we set out on, we need people to do, uh, uh, you know, we have, that's, just, that's just the nature of it. Not do anything by ourselves um so yeah i think that's what i would say oh i love that and it's sometimes so easy to lose track of that when like
0: life gets busy and it's day to day and we're all getting a little antsy for life to feel a little bit more we'll call it quote unquote normal <laughs> <laughs> uh, again you know yes it's easy to kind of lose sight of that when you're just in the throes of things and Let's be honest. Like, especially for this last year, like life has. I mean, it's either it either has felt like it's moving at warp speed, or it's felt super bleh, You know, right. it's just like every day feels like the same because there's just a different energy. I don't know. I can't even really it, describe why.
1: No, it's fully true, and many many people have echo, echoed those same sentiments. Like, just sort of this blah. Like you're you're going through, you're coasting, you're surviving, you know, whatever it is but yeah, we just, we can just feel it. Like it's our whole world. It's just so different. um, Yeah. yeah, So, Mm. yeah, it really does put into perspective. And
0: I feel like so often it kind of comes back to like, I can feel for myself when, when I feel almost like out of alignment, you know, Mm. like where you're, you're doing day-to-day stuff and it's not that you're not content or happy but there's just this general sense of like but what 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 next I think that's almost the thing for me where that I've struggled with the most in this last year is just having things to anticipate even just like going on a holiday or I don't know like things that shouldn't be reasons to feel upset like it's not the end of the world but things where you're like wow like I'm realizing I'm realizing that my priorities are in a place of I do love to travel. I do love to entertain in my home and have people over. And, you know, like when you realize those things, I think it's, it's been hard. I haven't yet really found other things
1: that fill my bucket as much as those
0: things, which can't happen,
1: you know? Right. Yeah, it's true. And I feel like that kind of, you know, uh, ties into, um, I kind of said before, just that self-care aspect of, mm-hmm. oh, you know, yeah. When you're a husband and you're busy and, it's we can forget to just just stop. And that's one thing I, I've incorporated, because I knew my nature, I'm just very much a, a go getter. And I feel like that stems back to even just like my upbringing, because, you know, my mom was a single mama of three kids, and she was always working to provide for us. And so I because I'm the oldest, I was often the one looking after my two brothers. Mm-hmm. So I had to take on this sort of this mom role at a very early age, um, and, I, uh, you know, just dealing with some difficult challenges, um, and, and just some of the racism as well, just with being indigenous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so there was some tough moments in, in there, but I feel like this drive to just keep surviving and to just keep going was maybe instilled in me at that time, because I sort of, you just had to do what you had to do. And, you know, as I got older, it was like, okay. You know nobody in my my immediate family had gotten a, a degree before and you know when someone had a teacher had brought it up to me like well why don't you why don't you consider going to post secondary it was like what like that was not something we did that was not I wasn't smart enough like no way um and so you know okay finding out like sorry I know this is kind of like taking a totally different no, this to- is exactly what <laughs> I want to hear this is beautiful so, uh, you us but I guess just that um that hustle you know that just moving forward and I feel like you know once I I had found out okay maybe I can go to university maybe I I can learn this stuff and um I guess yeah tying back even to the other question you asked with somebody that's afraid is sometimes we don't even know what we're capable of until we step out and we do it and so for me to step into university it was scary I mean this big campus, all of these people and, you know, going to find all these classes and oh my goodness, it was so overwhelming. But again, just that little by little and having people around me that were saying like, you can do this, you can do this. And so that can tie into any, I feel like any area in life, you know, when you are at that moment, stepping out, can I do this? And so I feel, yeah, is that you know, as I got older, and you know, had these little ones, and back at this place of okay, what do I do now? Because I wasn't quite ready to do full-time work, but something where I could still be this mama. And was I scared? 100%. But again, little by little, have these supports around me, like, you know, you can do this. You can, you can step out. I don't know it all, but I'm gonna learn and I'm gonna try. So that same drive, I feel like, propelled me all the way through. But having said that, I knew I had to stop and take breaks because what I, which we all know eventually happens is we burn out. And had I been burned out before, yes, and I did not want to repeat that. We definitely are not our best; it's not good for us in any way. So throughout the year, a few times throughout the year, I will make sure that I take at least a week, maybe two off. And it doesn't have to be a trip; it might just be hanging out at home with the kiddos and, you know, doing all the things that they enjoy. Um, And just little, you know, things throughout the week, even if it's going for a walk. Um, I I had started going to the gym a few years ago. I do not like running. I do not like, I did not like exercise. It was like, I want my potato chips. Like, let me just sit on the couch and eat these potato chips. I knew we'd Um, be good friends. You're speaking my exact (laughs) language. come on I don't add that to my life but I tell you what it was one of the best things I could have done for myself um so yeah I I sort of hopefully answered your question but sort of went on the the little trail there with it but that was helpful that's exactly (laughs) what it is and I think sometimes We let the voices in our head
0: tell us that we need or should be doing certain things or shouldn't be doing certain things and we just keep pushing forward we don't actually pay attention to what our body really needs. Yes, yeah like maybe it needs a walk maybe it does just need the computer shut down for the afternoon and again what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, I think there's so often I, especially as entrepreneurs, I think it's easy for us to think that the world is just going to like crumble if we're not present, you know, <laughs> like, and that's actually maybe been the one thing that I've taken a lot out of this pandemic too, is like, Hey, you know what, this is as close to the world shutting down and crumbling as any of us have ever experienced. And Hey, guess what? We're still here. Yes. We're still here, you know, oh. like, Yes. It's, it's, we're not, we're not holding up the whole world with our own two hands here and I think <laughs> that I know for myself, that's like, sometimes you just think that everything's going to fall apart if we don't have our hand in it. And nine times out of 10, that's actually not the case, but it's like
1: what we're telling ourselves, We have to actually try it to know if it's going to happen. <laughs> Come on. That's exactly it. And you said that before to like creating those stories in our head, right? It's yeah, you're right. But however, it's like, okay, but, you know, if I communicate, I find that's another important thing. Um, you know, when I communicate to my customers, hey, you know, just so you know, at this time, uh, I will be, you know, having time off. So, you know, if they have any questions, if they have any, you know, whatever, uh, they know ahead of time, so that it's not like, all of a sudden, boom, okay, she's gone, where did she go? Like, you know, you don't have to tell them everything you're doing. But just, yeah, I feel like it's important, just give them a heads up. I'm taking some time off. And, I feel like most people are so understanding of that, like that you inform them, you communicate like, okay, cool. We'll catch you later. You know? Totally. And I think that's almost
0: this, like, I don't know where that comes. Like, it's like, there used to be this sort of like society norm of, well, unless you're working 24 seven, you actually aren't an entrepreneur or you aren't a business owner. You have to just be able to be available 24 seven. And I feel like some people wear that as a badge of honor and that's like, that's an expectation that is just not sustainable for a human being. I, some, I recognize some people have higher capacities than others and that's like a whole nother thing, but it's not sustainable. And it's, I don't think we're doing our business or our personal lives, any favors by just keeping on going. Nothing, actually nothing makes me happier. This has happened to me a few times, even at like a Starbucks drive through I can't remember when this was years ago where I drove through. I think it was like, I think it was a family day or something. Like I can't remember when it was, but they, yeah. they had a sign up leading up to it being like, we are giving our team time uh, with their families for an extra day. So we'll be closed these two days or something. And it was like posted in the drive-thru. It was like posted up in the store. And I was like, I literally want to keep coming back to this business now, because this is the kind of business I want to get behind. You are yeah. taking care of your people.
1: 100%. And I think you said it before there is that, you know, if, if we feel like we have to work 24 seven, well, something else is going to suffer, right? Because that's just not, that's not, you said it. it's not sustainable. So I feel like for myself, I've said sort of, there's three things that I, you know, try to focus on, um, you know, because otherwise I just get this picture that we're spinning all these plates and you keep adding more. Well, what happens? They eventually start falling. Right. So for me, it's like, okay, I've got my little ones, you know, I've got my business and then I've got, what's my third one. (laughs) What else does one do in a day? What else one do? And maybe you know what? I think that might be I used to sing quite a bit, like just oh. um for fun, and that was something I fully enjoyed. Um, but I get no, the other thing was I had collaborated with a, a friend of mine, and we were she's another Metis mama who's also an entrepreneur, and our hope was to be able to inspire other metis women to uh you know get into business or just you know step out of their comfort zone so that was my third thing that i thought okay those are my focuses yeah can i you know take on another project or you know commit something else short term yes but long term i just i just i can't um because again something will start suffering so
0: well, and I think that's so important too. Like when I think sometimes I think some people, maybe like I'm quite a planner, so I like to have things in place and like to know what's happening, but I know some mm-hmm. people find that kind of rigid, but for myself, I feel like it really helps me say, and I will call myself like a recovering. Yes. <laughs> a recovering. Yes. Woman. Right. But I, I get that. Like, <laughs> Ah, it's just, yeah. it's been my whole, my battle for my whole entire life. And I'm sure it will continue for forever, but I will say that I have come great strides in actually, as soon as I went, when you're clear about what those things are, like you're saying, okay, my kids, my business and mentoring or whatever the case may be, yeah. whatever the yeah. things are for somebody's life, every single thing that passes your plate has to and and someone said to me, it can't just be a yes, it needs to be a hell yes or a hard no. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's just like a oh yes. Mm, no, not good enough. Like that's goes to the
1: no, then, you know? Because this is the other thing is if you are more of a, a driven person, uh, you're likely gonna give your all when it comes to whatever you're committed to. So, you know, you give your all, you give your all, you boot well again okay, so maybe it's this project here, but you've got five other ones in the go. Well, this one's likely not going to be the very best. You sort of just going to slap it together and here you go. Well, you know, I don't know if that's, you know, um, buddy. So
0: I completely agree. And I see that for myself all the time. And usually you have to like, you have to be burned a few times and a few things have to like shatter and fall in order to realize that oh wait a second back it up I need to say no to a few things here
1: yes yes absolutely and again I feel that communication piece most people are very understanding hey look you know what I just have a lot on the go right now thanks for thinking of me but you know now it's not going to work okay cool um thanks for letting me know Oh, and don't you find when someone does that to you, like if
0: you've reached out to somebody and that's their response, I feel like I have a level of respect then for them because you can tell that they are confidently mindful of their life. And that's somebody that I like, sure. You're like, oh man, that would have been really fun. Like disappointing that it isn't going to work out, but more like, wow, I really admire that you actually know. Like, you know, your limits, you know, your boundaries and you're not taking something on. And then, like you said, giving it 40% and it's actually yeah. not going to be a great baby partnership anyways, because it probably should have been a no.
1: Fully. Yeah, that's exactly it. And you know what? I feel like at the end of the day, if something is supposed to happen in life, it will. So maybe it's not this, but maybe next month, you know, or down the road. So. Oh, so true. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Okay, so I have to ask you a few of my regular speed questions that I ask all my guests, because I love knowing the little, the little details, which you've shared such lovely, lovely details about your life. I appreciate you opening up so vulnerably.
1: Oh, well, thank you for this conversation. I wish, you know, I'm missing the social aspect. So I mean, you know, I wish I could do two, three, four or five hours. Yes, yeah, I know. I feel that's how I'm, I'm like sitting here too, and I'm like, "Whoa, I could talk to you for
0: hours." We'll do. We'll do it again. Um, okay. So here is my first question for you: um, What book or ebook or whatever type of reading? What are you currently reading?
1: Okay. Um, I'm not sure if you follow Jay Shetty on Instagram. Yes, I do. I love his positivity, his healthy, you know, habits, and so I ended up getting his book, "Think Like a Monk," mm-hmm. and so far. I'm loving it. Uh, just, you know, how we talked about framing that mindset of what we think about ourselves and even what you're saying, the stories that we tell ourselves, and just really giving steps on how to um just have a more positive and healthy um thought process going forward is yeah, so it's it's good so far. <laughs> okay. I love the recommendation. It's on my list and
0: I have not read that book yet, but I find even just listening to his podcast, like his voice is so relaxing like you just listen to it I'm like just hearing what he's talking about I'm like I don't know maybe it's just his his beautiful
1: accent sounds so relaxing (laughs) you know therapeutic it is and just you know and it's it's not just like this this surface talk like he'll get into like these deep conversations these deep trenches sometimes right and just it's real so many of us can relate to it but then yet it's like oh but here's the hope so yeah that's what I'm reading I love it (laughs) Okay. Are you a coffee drinker? And what is your coffee order? I am. You know what? I used to hate coffee, but until I became a mama, (laughs) (laughs) it was more of an essential (laughs) My BFF. Like, um, but you know what? I still only drink one cup a day, uh, in the morning usually. And I just put cream or milk in it. Love it. Well, I, I went through a, I did a little detox of
0: my, Eating and drinking habits in January of just like let's let's clean things up. I'm feeling like I'm having headaches a lot, feeling low energy, not feeling great, and I cut coffee out completely. Yeah, that it might have been my last days. It was horrific cutting it out from a like how I was feeling. I felt awful. I felt so gross cutting it out, and I was like you, one cup a day, sometimes two, but always like. First thing in the morning. Like it was like not, we're not drinking coffee throughout the day here. So I didn't really think it was a thing. I had such bad, crazy violent headaches for days while I didn't have coffee that I have not yet reintroduced it. It's been months. Wow. Good for you. It's been months. And the only thing I feel like I'm missing of it, like when I smell, like my husband will make coffee. And when I smell it or I'll like go order something else somewhere that isn't coffee, but you're in a coffee place and you just smell it and like love (laughs) the taste of coffee. Like I love coffee. So I miss that, but I've even tried having like a few cups, like throughout, I've had like an occasional little bit of decaf coffee and it's an Mm. instant headache, instant headache. And I was like, okay, this must be affecting me more than I ever realized for this to still be giving me a headache. So we've just called it, Coffee and I have just parted ways, amicably parted ways. (laughs) Right. Relationship, right? Like the status. (laughs) I I had to say goodbye to my friend, Coffee. Uh, Okay. What would you say right now in your current life, the theme song of your life would be? (laughs) Oh, that's
1: so. Ah, oh, my goodness, because I'm a huge Justin Bieber fan. Um, I think life I don't care how old I get. Um, <laughs> but um, Michael Jackson, you know, the one song that I played over and over and over was Heal the World. Mm. It's sort of this having compassion for people and doing our part to make this a better world, you know, not just for myself and my kiddos, but just for those all around me. So yeah, I feel like that's uh, that one has stuck with me. That's a good one. Can't go wrong with some MJ. Let's be oh, honest. Come on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you mentioned earlier on that you loved potato chips, but if you could pick any junk food, what is your like go-to snack?
1: Okay. So yes, potato chips, 100%, um, little like side thing. I was actually just telling this to my girlfriend the other day. I have like this, like a nightstand, like beside my bed. And I was like, what do I have in there? she's like, what I was like, I have chips. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, you know, but the crazy thing is I don't eat them every night. Like it's not one of those things where it's like, Ooh, they're there. It's like, I know they're there. So maybe that's why, but it's like comforting that they're just sitting there they're just sitting there. It's like my little stash. And if I want to grab a few, they're right there. I don't have to go down to the pantry. And I just reach up. <laughs> oh my
0: word. Like I couldn't even love that answer more. That is the best.
1: I also
0: love chips. Like it's like, I've realized, and it's funny, like if we ever stay in a hotel or something and they have those like ice machines that make the perfect chipped ice, I literally can replace, I'm realizing for myself that like, yes, I love chips and I love the saltiness of them, but I'm realizing that it's almost more of a habitual, I like the idea of like, arm, 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 like putting it in my mouth so I can like make my ice chips feel like I'm eating chips. Like it's like still something to do if you're like watching TV or something, you know, you're just like, I want to like be doing something that's not just watching. Anyways, Yeah. yeah. So I've realized that, but do you want to know what my new favorite chip is that I stumbled upon as I was doing this, like, uh, health, healthier eating, um, and have add, I mean, we eat pretty healthy in our family, but I realized that I was sort of, I was saying, yes, I was saying yes, a little bit too often for the past year and allowing the pandemic to mm-hmm. make me eat. Cause I love eating. And yes. so found the veggie kale chips which sound horrific to say that out loud because that wouldn't be my favorite thing but Costco right. has these big bags of flourish kale chips they're called and they're just like a they almost look like they almost look like the Tostitos kind of like little scoop chips oh, you know yeah. the nachos that look like scooped a little bit they almost look like that but they are paper thin they are like so super thin. And then it's like kale, Brussels sprouts, and chickpeas are the base, which all things considered, you're like, yeah, count me out. This sounds like why would I want to eat this chip? They are so stinking addicting. I can't even get enough of them. I have to buy two bags when I'm at Costco. And I just eat a few at a time, yeah. put a few here and there. I can't even like now when I'm thinking about eating chips, I think about them. Think about them. Um, Little veggie chips. You know, you got to try them. They're good. (laughs) Maybe you'll start stashing those in your night table. You'll see.
1: (laughs) Come on. Yes, I've got two doors. So one for each door. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Um, And my kids like them too. That's the great part. Um, Okay. So when was the last time that you really belly laughed about something hilarious? And what were you laughing about?
1: Okay. You know... Some of the reels on Instagram are hilarious. Like, wow. And you think, you know, why am I laughing at this? And they're only like 15 to 30 seconds, but some of them are so funny. And I find, especially if I watch them, like at the end of the night, like kiddos are in bed, I'm all ready for bed and I see them. Oh my goodness. Like I sometimes wonder if they ever hear me laughing or if I'm going to wake them up. There's, oh
0: yeah, that's
1: that Don't is you where I find
0: I'm, though like life hasn't felt like there's maybe been as much excitement in the last year just because stuff's been whatever things are funnier
1: come on <laughs> it's true like this like oh exactly it's the that's it, it's the, the silliest thing but seeing it and then especially if they're laughing at themselves that's, like, it's just and the world come on like we all, right. I absolutely love it. Do you, um, the
0: girls, my girls and I, for some reason, we just started subscribing to Disney Plus to try it out. Yeah. And America's Funniest Home Videos, the like old school videos are on. It's like a series. You can just watch all the episodes. Yeah. Why are they so funny? I don't know. But we are <laughs> laughing our heads off, especially like I've said this on the show before. My, my guilty pleasure is wipeouts. I'm watching people wipe out and I know that that sounds like I'm a horrible person no. Wipeouts of any kind and my children will attest to this like they've wiped out bawling their eyes out I'm like I'm sorry you guys I, like I'm out I can't like I am losing it this is so funny I am I, I'm gonna take care of you you're gonna be okay but this is funny yeah <laughs> right they're like you're so mean and then they'll what then they'll like talk about it later on they're like yeah no you're right that was hysterical
1: I'm fine now yeah Yes. Oh, man. Hey, last question. Where are you most
0: looking forward to traveling, near or far, once we don't
1: have the limitations that have been? Oh, designed? come on. California a few times, and I absolutely love it. I love, um, Just I mean, the beaches, the weather. Um, I don't know. I just... There's just something about it. Of uh, just some of the maybe the chill vibes in some of the places, um, and there's lots to explore. And I would love to be able to take my babies to Disneyland. Oh, yes, the World. And my my little guy was 18 months when when um, when I had been there, so he obviously doesn't remember. Yeah. You know, got like a lot of pictures and stuff of him. But now that they're older and into all things, you know, cars and whatever. That is definitely a goal of mine. Oh, so
0: good. You know what? We, our family did Disneyland first years ago, Yeah. And right before the pandemic hit, literally the week before everything shut down, we got out yeah. of, like we were, we came home from Disney world. Yeah. Um, that was like our last trip or whatever of all places to be, but I would pick Disneyland over and over and over again. Like there's something that still just holds the magic for us. Like we loved our trip to world. Don't get me wrong. But Disneyland, there's just something about it that just has this extra special feel to it. And it's smaller and just feels, I don't know. It's like the one we would choose to go back to over and over again if we could.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Oh yeah. No, exactly. It's just uh, one day, one day we will get back Yes, love it. Christine, thank you so
0: much for being on the show today. I absolutely loved hearing more about your journey and your story. And I will tag, um, tag you in the show notes so that everyone listening can come follow along and keep seeing what you're all up to because you, I was going to mention are great on your reels. You are showing up and that is something that I'm like slowly diving into a little bit more but you've been an inspiration to me because you show up and you just are yourself on it and I love that. This show would not be possible without you, my incredible listeners. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to Celebrating Simple Life on Apple Podcasts or download and listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen. If you really want to make my day, leave a review. These reviews, ratings, and sharing screenshots of podcast episodes that were engaging for you on your Instagram stories and tagging friends that you think should hear the episode too really helps the podcast grow. It makes me so happy that I often select reviews to read on the show. And if yours is chosen, you will receive a special gift from me. Thank you for being a part of my mission to connect stories of business and life. Cheers to Celebrating Simple Life. Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, is a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, which is supported by Connexus.